0: Welcome to Pushing the Boundaries podcast, brought to you by GCS Group, where you'll gain unique insight into how an Australian SME pushed the boundaries to turn disruption into opportunity and are now leading the way in international trade credit and risk.
1: I'm your host, Anway Cross, and this is part two of a special three-part series where I'm speaking with Adam Wood, the now CEO of GCS. On today's episode, Adam is going to speak about credit and risk management and how GCS, an Australian SME, with a footprint in more than 100 countries, has been able to transform disruption into opportunity. So Adam, let's briefly recap what we learned from you in episode one. Your father, Neil Wood, 40 years ago, began traveling around the world, forging key relationships with industry peers and colleagues. And through that, he was able to achieve something that no one else before him had ever done, which was to build a successful business that boasted a global network of key stakeholders and businesses in the credit and risk management space across more than 100 countries. Wow. Then he went and built a -a one-of-a-kind tech platform that had not been seen before and that not only took credit and collections to new heights, he also became a pioneer in the international collaboration and business exchange. However, as you said uh, in, in episode one, along came social media and internet directories which meant that competitors were entering the marketplace from all angles and they too were claiming we're international and the GCS business model was disrupted and now operating in what was quickly becoming an increasingly crowded space what point did you realize that disruption was here to stay and that meant that as a business you had to do something now to not only survive but thrive
0: yeah well thanks for the introduction there marie and and you're right i guess for us in hindsight everything seemed so very well organized and well planned but the truth be known it's almost impossible to see the hurricane when you're standing in the eye of it Um, for us the disruption it took, As I mentioned earlier, it took a little longer for, for us to perhaps recognize, uh, adapt and change than what we would have liked in hindsight. But I guess for us, it was a slow burn. So the, the, the slow burn for us, we, we tried to evolve in certain areas, uh, make some changes to our business, and it was only when we realized some of those changes weren't materializing that we had to take a step back and take a, a closer look at what was happening in and around us. Probably a big key driver for me was mentors. To have the right sort of mentors around me, my as you rightfully said, my dad's been uh, is considered by many a, a godfather of the industry or of our international collection industry, and so I've I've been very lucky to have him as my you know mentor and, and best mate. But um, also a lot of his colleagues, friends, associates over the years all around the world that I've been lucky enough to meet who have uh, shared their thoughts and advice on uh, on what what we're doing, what the market's doing, and and just to get outside perspective because if you're only if you're drinking your own Kool-Aid, you're not seeing what's happening outside beyond your own market forces.
1: So thinking back, what were some of those initial hurdles that you had to overcome?
0: Yeah, well, being a family business, very much mum and dad. And my sister Leanne, who's been in the business longer than I have, knows probably more about the industry than I do. So you know, trying to get a consensus across the family and the company that the change was necessary because, as you pointed out, dad had innovated ever since he got in ever since he's been in the business he's been an innovator um, you know with creating the, the system that you mentioned before was our global case management system which was the first of its kind mm-hmm. and allowed us to securely exchange business and cases uh, around the world for our partners or members around the world to service in a secure compliant way that would maintain the the contractual requirements that we have with our clients and so he had innovated the system. He, in many ways, has seen what he's done as leading the way. However, over the last 10 years, as I said, we, we, we've we been disrupted. You don't have to sit on your hands for long to see change envelop you as a company or an industry. And when we've seen that. So probably the first challenges were... Firstly, identifying what were the changes we needed to make and then conveying that in a concise and a thorough, methodical way to mum and dad, uh, to my sister and to our other stakeholders. Mm-hmm. But there's no doubt that self-doubt played a part. Um, you're know, you you're never 100% sure of the, the, the path you're taking because in this way, we're trying to create a new path. So you hope you're heading in the right direction and you hope you're having a, a straight line from point A to B, but more often than not, there's a few twists and turns uh, along that way. Um some other key areas, we no doubt financial, investors, skin in the game, demonstrating to the outside market um, that, that you have skin in the game, that you've got the right path, that you have the right financial stability to be able to make those changes, but recognise that in our case, um, that further financial assistance is required and at what point is it required, under what terms and whatnot. So for us, we needed to really invest ourselves in the technology and the compliance of our business to make sure that we could visually demonstrate what the pivot or the change in our business model was. Uh, and so we've, we've made that very clearly now with our community platform and our certified by. Uh, automated uh, programming platform as well.
1: I know that you've written a number of articles uh, along the way. And in one of those articles, there was a comment that you made, you can't buy 40 years in the game. This experience has taught us a lot and made us pretty resilient. So what would you say are the biggest lessons that you've learned and how they've shaped the decisions that you did go on to make uh, and will continue to make You know, as you move forward?
0: The 40 years in the game is very clearly Dad's 40 years in the game, and I've been in it around 20 plus, my sister a little longer. So we've all got skin in the game and understand um, that our experience means only so much. Um, So for us, probably some of the key points was to be agile. You know, Most businesses have a business plan and want to work it, or a lot of businesses have a plan that they want to work methodically and, and not deviate from that plan. For us, it was to recognize the market forces and be agile enough to change with it as I mentioned a little earlier, mentors for me have been, you know, essential. not just to have one opinion or view or expert or advisor that you that you listen from, learn from as many as you possibly can. And further to that point, to listen with your ears and not with your mouth. Too many people I find uh, are listening with their mouth and not actually interested in what's being said to them other than looking for the next opportunity to, to pitch their business or pitch their case or tell their story. And and so I've, I've learnt the hard way that uh, listening with your ears is as, as important as anything else because you'll hear things that will allow you then to adapt and to embrace that change. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not listening, you won't hear it. And for us, it was also to, to to I guess to work out what you love, uh, develop a thirst for knowledge, um, and then go after it, irrespective of your age. So in my case, that was technology. The evolution from from dad to me, or from the from the first generation down to the second was the innovation that's taken place in and around us has been all-consuming and for older generations it's harder to stay abreast of all of those changes whether it be on LinkedIn or Twitter or Facebook or Instagram depending on whatever your business model is whether you're providing a product or a service whether you want to take photos of your coffees or your flowers and you want to Instagram them and, and hashtag them and, and and just connect in the way that is that was never done 10 years ago 20 years ago and, and beyond it allowed us to work out what we love for me it was technology. Technology and embracing all the, all the things that were modern. I'm by no means a, a coder or a, a tech person traditionally. I, I just have, an, a, a, I guess, an affection and a, a love for learning, a thirst for knowledge around all things um, innovation. So for us, that was the, the, the key drivers.
1: What I think is really fascinating and and great outcome is that you have been able to work and move forward successfully with different age groups. I mean, how many businesses uh, end up failing because they don't appreciate each other's strengths and and what they bring to the table?
0: Yeah, well, I I think a word that I I love, I heard a few years ago from one of my colleagues, Sid, um, was co-opetition. Um, I love you know, that. Back in the day, it was you used to hate your fear, your fear, or you hate your competitors. Yeah. Nowadays, in this collaborative world of social networking, is that mm. you're competitive. You can find the business model to to progress competition, and therefore working with your competitors to mm-hmm. each of your mutual benefit. How much better are you than uh, than, than not doing that? So
1: addressing disruption head-on, being a pioneer in the international playing field, is something many business leaders would find challenging. The treading new ground, and often there's no one to guide them. No one has been before them. Now, you've been through this yourself and I'm really interested in learning a little bit more about the steps that you took and what opportunities have come out of of taking those steps.
0: In terms of the the GCS credit community, I I guess for us it was identifying our weaknesses, uh, looking at the gaps in the marketplace uh, and trying to create a solution to what we saw as a as a gap in that marketplace. So we as a global credit a global service provider of credit and collection services, that market became increasingly crowded, particularly over the last 10 years you found with with internet directories and LinkedIn and and other technology interfaces, anybody could claim to be international by putting a website and and finding somebody on LinkedIn. And so for us, it was looking at what made us unique, what clearly our history in the market made us unique, but um, what was going to drive our innovation moving forward? How are we going to you know, re-establish ourselves as a market force in international credit and collections when you had so many other well-funded organizations entering the marketplace? So for us, it was looking at where did the gaps in the markets, uh, marketplace fit? Obviously. The cat Uh, well not so obviously but the social networking and the like the LinkedIns and the Twitters and the the Facebooks of the world there was nothing specifically for our industry so technology driven collaboration uh, particularly for SMEs was a way in which businesses could evolve themselves and compete against some of those larger organisations that every industry has. You have your incumbents and your major players and then you've got your middle sized businesses and then your startups and your entrepreneurs trying to innovate uh, or break into a market so for us we we saw an opportunity to provide a challenger brand or to present a challenger brand for SMEs to be able to compete against others using the technology interfaces that most people live and breathe with uh, every day now on their mobile phones, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or or LinkedIn. Um, So we we sort of looked at pivoting the GCS model from an international service provider to become the, the platform, the social network, I guess the aggregator and the facilitator of business exchange rather than the intermediary itself. I guess in some ways similar to what blockchain's done is 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 removing an intermediary and allowing direct business exchange. Mm-hmm. Listening to great advice was also a, a key part, and that we weren't deterred by our detractors. There will always be people uh, that want to tell you you can't do something and there will always be, in some way, some reason why you shouldn't be able to do something. But if everybody sat on that laurel, then no change would take place. There would be no innovation. So certainly listen to your detractors. Try and dissect the, the points they say. Is there anything meaningful in it or do you have the reason why they're wrong? And then identify that and work on it. So don't be ignorant um, to, to what's being said around you, but also don't let that deter you from your from your main goal if you have a, a concise business plan and a strategy to achieve your your desired results. Mm-hmm. And then with eyes wide open to change, uh, we now look to the potentially game-changing technologies behind, as I mentioned before, Bitcoin and, and blockchain. These things are, are just... Two examples of the innovation that is that is yet to take place, and and to uh, highlight the point that, that disruption is just starting. You know, yeah. it's by no means have we missed the boat here. Yes, there is disruption has been taking place for a long period of time, but the innovation and in technology is to, to take a, is about to take leaps and bounds. Um, that if you understand what those what those changes taking place are, then you can do something about it to to be a part of it.
1: And thank goodness organisations such as yourself have not listened to those people who have said, oh, it's not possible, no one can do that because, you know, you wouldn't be where you are today sharing your, your story. So Adam, you have been able to transform disruption into an incredible opportunity to in many ways reimagine international business exchange. Am I right in thinking that this also is going to present opportunities for other businesses as well, particularly those who are interested in international credit and collections? Do you have to leverage these platforms that you've built? And if so, how?
0: So what we did, essentially GCS Group, our parent entity, under which we have our four verticals of credit management, risk management, compliance and technology. We provide collectively our members and our customers with the tools and services to better and more profitably manage their own business. Um, The credit community specifically allows businesses of all shapes and sizes to immediately access the international market and exchange business with a community of trusted and and vetted vendors all around the world. Not just service providers, and it's important we make this this point, it's not just for credit and collection law firms and businesses associated in servicing international credit collections, but it's also for creditors and associates alike. So if a bank or a credit provider, a small, medium-sized credit provider, has debt or credit management needs locally or internationally, they too can join the GCS credit community to engage directly with service providers wherever their needs may take them. So it may well be that they're looking for a credit report or looking for information or looking for services in, in establishing new markets overseas. Whatever the need is, the, the community is is a starting point for you to be able to network and share and learn and connect with others around the world for whatever the purpose is that you need.
1: Now, Adam, you mentioned the GRCQ from Certified By in Episode 1. You've said that that is the world's first affordable and online international compliance standard for SMEs. I'd like you to tell us a little bit more about what is this and how can it help small businesses?
0: Yeah, good question. It is a new automated online, fully automated global standard for compliance, but essentially it allows businesses that otherwise don't understand or can't demonstrate their awareness of and their commitment to compliance to do so in a modern way that most people would expect to have an interface, to have an application that you can log into, that you can complete, fill in, go back to, refer to, learn from, share with your staff. But ultimately, once you've completed the eight stages of the GRCQ by Certified By, you then get a a certificate and you can demonstrate that to your or share that with your clients to show that you firstly recognize the importance of compliance and secondly, you want to demonstrate your awareness of and your commitment to it. Uh, It is an entry point for business that otherwise have no way to demonstrate that they're aware of and committed to compliance.
1: Adam, so who benefits the most from Certified by, and in, in what ways? It's designed
0: to be an entry-level standard for those businesses who want to do more. It'll be a gateway to best practice standards like ISO uh, and other standards around the world where policies, procedures and work instructions and training and auditing manuals are, are essential to demonstrating your compliance standards, not just your awareness and not just your commitment to it, but actually your servicing of it your internal control.
1: And what about businesses who are working internationally or maybe those businesses who are serving big business? That's an
0: essential part of servicing multinational business. If you want to work with banks and governments and major players around the world, you need to demonstrate the highest level of compliance in many cases. So our standard is an entry point. It's a starting point for businesses that otherwise can't do so, designed to educate them on what are the fundamentals that's important to a business around governance, risk, compliance and quality management and then allows them to to, to go on from there if they they so desire.
1: And, uh, of course, you've got uh, the WTCR Summit in DC coming up. Share a little bit more about that. And I know that we're also going to talk more uh, about who's going to be speaking there in Episode 3. Yeah, that's
0: right. So, the, the World Trade Credit and Summit is the evolution of our business model, or another example of the evolution of our business model. Our, our conferences, uh, for about 20 years, we've run conferences around the world uh, in different locations. Last year was Singapore, the year before Dubai, and so on and so forth. And our conferences have always been um, an inward looking private conference for our members around the world to come together and talk about all things business development, uh, compliance, service standards, uh, the way in which we exchange business. Um, all things that any business would want to manage in an internal conference this year we're extending on that so the 16th of October in Washington DC we host the GCS Credit Community World Conference uh, we've got some fantastic speakers there um, that are talking about growth hacking and we've got the CEO of the ACA International from the US and just some, some excellent speakers for, for, for members to get a lot from I guess the, the hero piece of this event will be the 17th and 18th when we host the inaugural World Trade Credit and Risk Summit and we've got Joe Hockey and some other fantastic speakers that are joining us uh, so I yeah look forward to speaking more on that in the next chat
1: yeah looking forward to, to hearing more about that look you've shared some incredible insights here thank you for sharing your experience because i really think that for businesses who are starting to you know go through what you have it's definitely going to help them who are at the beginning of the journey of turning that disruption into opportunity and as i mentioned i'm also looking forward to the last episode episode three in this series because you're going to be speaking more about the world summit and the excellence awards which are going to be held in washington dc and it sounds from what you've just shared with us already, the event to attend. Thank you, Adam.
0: Thanks, anne You've been listening to Pushing the Boundaries podcast, brought to you by GCS Group.